Big day today on the Tony G Show, and big day today for America as a whole, huh? Voting day. Election day. Did you vote already, Will? I did. I know you did. I voted like a week ago. Yep, good for you. I have not yet. You going in today? That is later today. I will be doing that. I will be voting. Good. Yeah. Democracy. All right. Let's get into sports here, because we do have a big show. We're going to be talking Packers. From an unbiased standpoint, we're from Wisconsin. I cover the Packers for the fan, cover in quotations. But either way, we're going to do it from an unbiased standpoint. We're going to be looking at at them and what they should do at the trade deadline. By the way, trade deadline is today in the NFL. Ooh. Big day today. It's at 3 p.m. I wanted to do it. I wanted to do the show at about you know 3 p.m. I wanted to do it yeah. almost live in a sense. I wanted, But before I could even get going and planning the restructuring of the show for the trade deadline, I just have the big day. I mean, look at the look at the note here. Yeah, the note's filled. I mean, it's it's voting day. I got an appointment I got to make after the show. So doing it live just wasn't an option, or doing it around the trade deadline, or even after the trade deadline was not an option today. So we do have to record it a little early, but nonetheless, we'll still break down everything from the NFL trade deadline coming up on Thursday. So tune in then. The second segment today, we're going to be talking. It's all NFL. It's hard not to. Mm-hmm. NFL's getting going. It's the end of week eight, it's trade prime, deadline. Prime NFL. I mean, it's prime NFL discussion season, so we're going to be talking about a certain quarterback. We're going to do another quarterback spotlight. You remember I did one a couple weeks ago on Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. This one is going to be on a particular quarterback that led a game-winning drive last night, and I've loved him since before then, but I love him even more now. We'll get into that when the time is right. And as always, we end our shows in, in the middle of football season. With the Tony G Picks of the Week, Thursdays we give a new set of Tony G Picks of the Week, and Tuesday we recap them. Today is Tuesday, so we're going to recap my most recent uh, batch of Tony G Picks of the Week. Another very good week, Will. I am heating up. You are. Heating up here on the Tony G Show. Before we get into the sports, you know, we have our intro to make. We have our, uh, we have to remind you that the Tony G Show drops Tuesdays, Thursdays, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Pretty much, pretty much wherever you get your podcast, it's not unlimited. You know, we don't have the most resources here with the Tony G Show, but right. nonetheless, we work our hardest to bring you Tony G Shows Tuesdays and Thursdays. Also, stay connected with the show. We had a very good episode last week. We had a pair of pretty good episodes last week. Mm-hmm. Always stay connected with the show. Let us know what you're thinking on, on the topics that we discuss. At Will is 5312 for Will McCormick, the Joy Taylor to my Colin Cowherd, and then me at Tony G for days. On Twitter, what are you laughing about? <laughs> I'm calling you. I've been calling you Joy Taylor for years. That's okay. <laughs> oh boy. Maybe maybe I'll just change my name. One day I'll walk in. <laughs> I'll just walk in. I'm just you know total total name change. Joy Joy mm. McCormick. Joy Taylor McCormick. Could do it. Enough giving you crap. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's doable. I, just, I had to have a little laughing moment there because. You just take it in stride. No, no emotion whatsoever. I never, I never respond. <laughs> just like yeah. I don't think you listen to me half it's the, the time, right. anyways. But that's okay. You're right. Yep. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, Tony G Show affiliated with SNC Radio. Catch SNC Radio, SNCRadio.com. Search up and favorite SNC Radio on the Radio FX app to listen all throughout the day, twenty four seven. Coming back after the Halloween, quick will. What mm-hmm. were you for Halloween? Uh, rational consumer. That's a that is the most to... Will McCormick thing that I have ever heard you say. That's a shout out from the office. <laughs> a rational consumer. Yeah. No, I was a, uh, I was a college, a twenty-year-old college student in twenty twenty. 
Mm. That's yeah. a year to remember. It is. 2020. Yeah, it's gonna be a that's gonna be a costume in a couple of years. You watch. You know what I was, Will? Hmm. Remember to. Did you dress up? I did. I was a. I didn't uh, at all. It was on my story on Snapchat. Thanks for paying attention, Will. Uh, nonetheless. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, I was. That a, was funny. I was a farmer. I got a good laugh out of that. And I had a blow up uh, rooster. Yeah. It was it was inflatable, so we blew it up. I, I had laughed. Hat. I had the flannel. I had the. I laughed pretty hard at that. That was good. Thanks, Will. I, I guess I didn't put two and two together that it was Halloween. Will I just saw it. Is the most in-depth thinker I've ever heard. I know. Of. I just saw it at like ten in the morning. I was like, oh, mm. Tony's Tony's out at a farm or something. It was early. It was like eleven. I was dressed up. Yeah. No, it was like it was like ten. Early enough for me to think it wasn't Halloween. I was dressed up all right. Yep. Had a good Halloween. You? Yeah, it was good. So uh, did I didn't really do much. My uh, my sister and her roommate won her costume contest at UW Eau Claire. <laughs> Your sister? Yeah, yeah. Her first yeah. year in college. Yeah. yeah she, good for her, her. She dressed up as the Lorax, and her her uh, her friend or roommate was like one of the trees. That's awesome. <laughs> the McCormick family, a bunch of personalities. I like <sighs> to hear it. Good Halloween. I mean, let us know what your Halloween was like on Twitter at Tony G for mm-hmm. days at Willis five three one two. I mean, come on. I was doing research for the Tony G show all Halloween, so yeah, you're committed. Getting prepared. You're you're pretty you're pretty committed. Mm-hmm. This has been a long enough intro. What do you say we get into it? I'm not ready. Okay, um, Halloween. <laughs> I watched uh, the Halloween movies. You know the, the I Michael Myers. Like, yeah, dun, dun, dun. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, it's actually the theme song for our Halloween that I do that every year. The the piano, the creepy oh, piano music. Yeah, yeah. That's the Halloween. The movie is called Halloween, so that's the music mm-hmm. from the movie. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. I mean, when I say Halloween... All right, Tony G Show coming up. Okay. Big show today. We're going to be talking all NFL... You know, basketball's not going on right now, neither college or professional. The MLB is done for for the year. And so, I mean, football is all we have to discuss. Trade deadline today. Like I said in the open, I wanted to I, I wanted to make it a live sort of episode, a, a sort of an, an episode that we could record around the trade deadline. The deadline hits at 3 p.m. our time, central time. So I wanted to make it sort of... So that we could cover the trade deadline yeah. as it went down. We could we could hear any last minute news. But like I said, today is a big day for Tony G. A big day for America. I got things on the schedule. Will has things on the schedule, so it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Sorry that we couldn't do that for you. But nonetheless, we'll give you the best coverage now and Thursday, breaking down what we think should happen and what, what has happened by then. So let's get into it with the Green Bay Packers. Okay. From an unbiased standpoint, from Will and I, you know, so so don't tune out of this argument just because we're from Green Bay or I'm from Green Bay. Will's a Packer fan, mm-hmm. just because close enough. Just because I work for a radio station that covers the Packers, this is unbiased. Okay, I, I'm just looking at it from a analyst perspective. Okay, here's the deal. Here has there been a, a more complacent organization over the past decade or so than the Green Bay Packers? Has there been? If the decade thing wasn't in there, it would be definitely yes. Definitely, I mean. They, so, con- they continue to con- neglect Aaron Rodgers, right? Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. They've definitely, like, kind of disrespected I mean, his... It's astonishing how they're still doing it. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, year after year, the talk has been, get Aaron Rodgers some talent around him. Get him some wide receivers. Get him some running backs. Get him some tight ends. Get him some talent around him. 
And for the talent that he's always had, I mean, he's always had like a Jordy Nelson or a Randall Cobb. He's always had a David Bakhtiari, or now he has an Aaron Jones. He's always had talent, but there's never they've always had that one missing piece. Mm-hmm. They've always had that move that if they made, they would it would make all the difference to their contention in the playoff run or playoff picture. So it's amazing to me that they're still doing it under new leadership in Brian Gutekunst, under new head coaching regime in Matt LaFleur. It's still happening. They still continue to neglect Aaron Rodgers. And specifically right now, it's the wide receiver talent. Would you agree? Or Yeah, I mean, I think they tried. You know, obviously they brought in Devin Funches and he opted out for the season, sure. which is a huge loss. Like, you yeah. don't know what his production would have been like, but, I mean, now I would take anybody. <laughs> so, and, and literally, the Packers are doing it. They just picked up Seth Roberts, yeah. who was someone on a practice squad somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, you're trying. But, like, this is a problem that I could fix. I could walk into the front office right now, and I might get a little slap happy with what I give up. <laughs> you know, in terms of trading for a wide receiver. But, I mean, it's a fixable problem that anyone around the league can look at and figure out what needs to happen. Yeah. And the one aspect I want to focus on, specifically with the Green Bay Packers now, is the wide receiver neglect for Aaron Rodgers. Will, get ready. Mm -hmm. Start to listen, because I'm going to rattle off some names. Okay, this first batch of names that I'm going to rattle off, wide receivers available now at the trade deadline that the Packers are supposedly talking to, I mean, not all of them, but there's a few of them, that are talking to, or that I could see going into the green and gold organization, wearing green and gold on the field, that I could see them trading for, that I would like to see them trade for. Mm -hmm. Okay? Listen up. A.J. Green from Cincinnati. John Ross from Cincinnati. Allen Robinson from Chicago. Jamison Crowder from the Jets. Keenan Cole from Jacksonville. Golden Tate from the Giants. Marvin Jones from Detroit. Will Fuller or Kenny Stills from Houston. Elshon Jeffrey, former Bear, now an Eagle. Julio Jones, Atlanta, that's a far stretch, but I could see it. I'd like to see it, certainly. <laughs> Curtis Samuel from Carolina. I'll stop there because I'm out of breath. Yeah. What is the point I'm making here? Well, there is talent out here at the trade deadline that they could be going out and getting. Granted, some of them you have to spend a little money. A Julio Jones, a Will Fuller, do you, an Allen Robinson, an A.J. Green. Do you think Nonetheless, it, go out there and make the move. Do you think it's realistic they'll trade within the NFC North? I don't think that would happen. See, that's, that's the point I wanted to make with Allen Robinson and a, and, and a Marvin Jones. No. Yeah, it I don't, I don't see I don't see other organizations wanting to help Aaron Rodgers, especially if they're in the division. Because they have a hard enough time playing him as it is with the lack of talent that he has around him. Why would you want to go give him an Allen, Allen Robinson if you're the Bears? Right. And, like, I don't see what that. do you see them giving up? I mean, to me, I could see them trading Aaron Jones – yeah, because honestly, he needs a new contract, and he's like, I mean, big contracts he, haven't worked out in the past for running backs. For running backs, that's, that's true. I think we've talked about that a little bit on the Tony G show. That's a good point. Is Aaron Jones on the trade block? I mean, he's your whole offense. I, I wouldn't trade yeah. him now because he is so valuable. I get you want to go out and make a splash, make a move for a wide receiver. Aaron, Aaron Jones, I wouldn't make that move. I get he's in the last year of a contract, and he needs a new one. And it's going to be expensive, his next one, whether you like it or not. It's, oh, it's going to be, be expensive. More, they, I, my personal opinion is they're going to cut Jones either way. Yeah, I could see that. Personally. That but they that's, just drafted A.J. Dillon. Yeah, that's my personal opinion. And we'll talk about uh, the running back situation coming up here uh, at towards the back end of this Packer argument. But nonetheless, you see the point that I'm making. Like, there's talent out there. And what would you be given to give up? Obviously, it, it differs from name to name. A Keenan Cole from Jacksonville, you're not going to give a first round for 
But a Julio Jones or, or a Will Fuller, I could see them having to pay. There have been links so far to Will Fuller or Kenny Stills. I have heard Allen Robinson rumors, but I have nothing with legitimate weight to it just yet. Honestly. Yeah, I don't think I would have a really hard time believing Chicago would give up their I would number one receiver, especially when yep. they're in contention for the division. Correct. Correct. That's a good point. They're not technically sellers right now. Make of it what you will with the wins that they have had, whether you think they're legitimate or not. Right. They're towards the top of the division right yeah, now. Yeah, like so. their their win yeah, the wins and losses don't include the the closest of the game or, you know, how it actually you know, there could have been some nonsense call, whatever, but right. the point is that Chicago's in the division or the division race and they're not gonna just that'd be like us trading away Devontae to pick up, you know, some picks. Yeah. And we're five and two. Yeah, it, it wouldn't make sense. So I don't see that happening. And also something you have to take in consideration when you pick up one of these players is how dependable they are in terms of being healthy, in terms of not having injuries. Because that's something the Packers have had issues with throughout the last decade or so that I've been mentioning. Even throughout this season, they're a little bit injured. And so when you look at an A.J. Green who's been dealing with an ankle problem seemingly his entire career, when you look at a Julio Jones who's been in, in and out of injuries it's the same with Elshon Jeffrey out of Philadelphia. You really have to take into perspective how dependable they are, right? How versatile they are. You have to take, yeah, their production. What's the potential of their production in our offense? Sure. How could we use them? Okay. You have to keep in mind that these are athletes who are injury prone to an extent, some more than others, as the names that I mentioned. So that's something you have to take into consideration as well. But to tie this back into the initial argument that I'm making, the neglect for Aaron Rodgers. This started at the, top, at the stop, top of the season. I don't see the Packers making a move. I've been talking to some of my Packer friends about this. I don't see the Green Bay Packers making a move Mm-mm. at the trade deadline. Everyone knows they need to, they but won't. they will not do it. They will not do it. I'll put money on it that they won't do it. And I don't gamble, but I'd put money on it that they do not make a move here. Well, what's the timeline on uh, Alan Lazard's injury? He has been practicing some. That He is not going to be cleared. I just looked into this before the show opened. He is not going to be cleared Thursday per the early projections, but he could be back by next week. Okay. So, so to me, I mean, I mean, there's a few receivers on here that are definitely better than Alan Lazard. But of course. Like Curtis Samuel. I wouldn't like I that would be toss-up between him and Lazard. Or Will Fuller. Like, I know he's been good in the past. Same with Kenny Stills. I mean, they're good receivers. They're just, like, not, like, going to be, like – they wouldn't get me excited about coming to Green Bay. Like it'd be exciting. I, I'd like Will Fuller or Kenny Stills, but I wouldn't like Marvin Jones. Golden Tate's older. Yeah, he's. I wouldn't like that. Did you see his catch last night? I did. That was insane. Yep, Anyways. it was a good throw by Daniel Jones oh, too. It was beautiful. We'll talk about that in the uh, yeah in the Tony G picks of the week recap. So who who's your one guy on this list you'd like to see if you had to pick one, or who's the most realistic you think? The most realistic that I'd like to see happen is Will Fuller. I think a sleeper is Jamison Crowder from the Jets. I think I yeah. I those are solid picks. John Ross too from the Bengals. That's interesting. Yeah, I was gonna say John Ross just because of his size. Like right. they're they're really missing a. They have a lot of lanky guys right now, and they're missing yep. that quick slot receiver. Is right. really their. Yep. Their, I mean, they uh, could put Devontae in the slot, but then you miss the wideout. Right. You don't have. You can't do. You know, you're doing they're, one or the other. They're missing Cobb basically. But the right, right. You're missing that. You know, right. But the the argument that I'm making, like I said, is they aren't going to make this move. They aren't going to do it. Well, I know they're not going to make the move. No. Because look at what they did in the draft. Here comes another run of names. Pay attention now. A names that they could have. These are wide receivers that they could have drafted at some point throughout the draft. 
Brandon Ayuk went the pick before they picked Jordan Love in the first round to the San Francisco 49ers. I was really high on him. He was the he was my get guy. Mm-hmm. And I call my get guy the guy you need to get. And so that was Brandon Ayuk for me. And they didn't get him. He went a pick before them. Okay, you can't really fault him for that. But they did trade up to get Jordan Love. So they could have traded up to get Brandon Ayuk. That's why I put him here. T. Higgins, second round out of Clemson to Cincinnati. Could have got him. Second round. Michael Pittman, second round. LaVisca Chenault, second round. Chase Claypool, second round. Denzel Mims, second round. Pittman from USC to the Colts. Chenault from Colorado to the Jaguars. Claypool from Notre Dame to Pittsburgh, who is having an outstanding rookie of the year potential season for the Steelers. Denzel Mims out of Baylor to the Jets. I mean, let's start picking up the Mm -hmm. fact that we can get some of these guys. We could have got some of these guys. Let's start picking up the fact that they could have got some of these guys at the in the draft. Right? I mean, in the springtime, these are guys they could have traded up for. These are guys they could have traded down for. I mean, they were there. Draft pick after draft pick went for the Packers, and they did not pick up a wide receiver to help out Aaron Rodgers. Continuing on, the third round, Lynn Bowden Jr. out of Kentucky went to the to the Raiders. The Raiders picked they were the Raiders had back to back picks in the third round. Both of them were wide receivers. Both. They saw an issue and they fixed it. Packers aren't doing that. Third round, Devin DuVernay. I really wanted him out of Texas. He went to Baltimore, though. Gabriel Davis, fourth round, UCF, went to Buffalo. Antonio Gandy-Golden. A lot of people really like this cat out of Liberty, went to Washington. Quintez Cephas, Wisconsin, fifth round, went to Detroit. You see what I'm doing here? First round, second round, third round, fourth round, fifth. I could have kept going through the sixth mm-hmm. and seventh. Wide receivers were there for them to take and help out Aaron Rodgers, and they continue, continue to neglect the talent that he needs around him. It's been an ongoing problem for years. I got to say, to play devil's advocate, though, um, the Packers organization is, I mean, it's they're really, it might not be what Packer fans want to hear, but they're drafting for the future, and I kind of like that. See, now that's team teams don't do that at all. I get all. what you're saying, and I, you know, they've been, you know, they've they, they're building a reputation for doing that. The whole Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre thing, and all the Jordan Love with Aaron Rodgers thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're if, team building for the future, but I, they were one win away from the Super Bowl last year. A missing piece a, here, and a, a big, missing piece a big there win. from going to the Super Bowl. A big win away. They they got absolutely demolished. And you know, I, I say in the first round they could have picked Brandon Ayuk. In the first round. Patrick Queen was on the board, and they didn't take him. They mm-hmm. took Jordan Love. Why wouldn't you build for now? George, Patrick Queen, out of LSU, went to Baltimore, is now leading the league in tackles for rookies. Did you hear that stat? He is now leading the league in tackles for defenses by rookies. Patrick Queen. And you passed on him. You yeah. see what I'm saying, though? They're not building for now, even yeah. though they were a win away from the Super Bowl. I mean, I what? guess they, they probably thought that or we're hoping that the draft would pan out differently. Um, because, I mean, personally, I like I wasn't happy with it. Like, I was actually really, really mad when they made that pick. But now when I'm looking at it, if Jordan Love isn't their guy, then it's not a big deal. They're not, you know, drafting a quarterback like the Chicago Bears did with Nick, or uh, not with Nick Foles, but with uh, Mitch Trubisky, and he ends up being a total flop. And now it's like they're, you know, scavenging for a quarterback somewhere. I, mean, I, I don't think it's... I. Yeah, I agree they needed to get a wide receiver, but I think they wanted to. It just didn't pan out. Like, I guarantee you they would have gone with Ayuk if he wasn't taking the pick before. That, you could say that, and I could see that ar- that argument that, 
you know, some of the wide receivers that they were looking for were just taken when they weren't, mm-hmm. when they were picking, they, you know, they weren't available. Yeah, like maybe Ayuk was really high on their board and he went and they're like, well, these other receivers are going to fall, so let's pick See. somebody with better talent. See, but still, I mean, you build for the future if you're 3-13. and 13. They were 13-3 and mm. three last year. No, I mean like... away from the Super Bowl. This was the year to build and really give Rodgers some tools strengthen that defense and now the defense is terrible by the way the defense is horrible so i i mean I, you really missed a chance to become a good football team here i don't know i kind of disagree i guess like i feel like you this is what a team that wins does different than the teams that lose because the teams that lose draft quarterbacks and they play them immediately if they're three and ten because they're desperate like whereas here we're like developing i guess and like we're having a chance to to find that quarterback and if if love isn't the guy then like that's so be it see but here's i get i get that argument but look at the teams who have won. Let's look at the Chiefs last year. Their draft, they draft for now. Let's look at the Ravens last year. They drafted for now. They drafted a bunch of talent that could help them out this season and, and very much have. Mm-hmm. See Patrick Queen, who I just mentioned. Yeah, you build for the future. And sure, the Packers do that well. But Lamar but didn't at, But at what time do you build for now, though? At what time do you, do you make moves for now? You well, can build yeah. for the future all you want. But at some point, the future isn't now. In the sense that you have to play now. Mm-hmm. What happens when you're 13 and three and you're one win away from the Super Bowl and you don't have that missing piece that you could have had that'll be the difference in whether you get to the Super Bowl and win it or not? You get him in free agency and, he, and then he opts out. I get that argument too. I'd be open to it. I wouldn't mind it if the Packers did that. And granted, I get they spent a lot of money, you know, the, the Smith Show, uh, um, Billy Turner. And Adrian Amos last year. I get they spent money. Okay. But at what point do you realize that the missing piece you need will come through the draft and that's how you're going to fix the problem you're having? That's how you're going to progress the step further to get a Super Bowl. And especially around Aaron Rodgers. I mean, let's look at the offensive side of the ball here. At what point do you realize defenses are going to start double t- double teaming, triple coveraging, Devonte Adams and he's not going to become an option mm-hmm. at what point do you realize that sure you can you know motion Aaron Jones out of the backfield and put him on a, on a middle linebacker but then at some point defenses are going to pick that up and all of a sudden there's going to be a, a linebacker covering him sure as well as a safety and he's going to be double covered too what do you do you need that that piece that's going to break away you need that x-factor piece you don't need a superstar you don't need to Trade the house for a top 10 pick in the draft in the first round. But you need a piece that will fit your offense. You need a piece that it will that will progress you beyond where you are right now. You need a piece that's going to move you beyond wh- where you're getting stuck in the mud. That's what I'm saying. I'm, the Packers are consistently neglecting Aaron Rodgers and the talent around him. And, and granted, I have to clear this up because I, I haven't had the chance to. Uh, recently with, you know, coronavirus going on during the draft and stuff. I never got a chance to say, you know, I, I put it on Twitter a little bit, but I never got a chance to really use my platform to talk about this. I didn't hate the Jordan Love pick. Okay, I didn't hate it. It's I smart. liked it. I, I thought, you know, if if you're going to – I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. Because like I said, you need to build for now. And it would be a different story if you drafted a wide receiver or a Patrick Queen or something to help out the team now. Before – I move on from this. I have to say, I don't hate the fact that you used your analytics and your 
scouting department to make this pick. You didn't let the media pick it for you. And I like that and I respect it. That's why I didn't hate it. You got your guy, but I thought they could have done differently and built for now. I guess my point is, is that like you before, like I'm bringing it back to when you talked about the uh, Ravens, the Ravens before Lamar were an absolute dumpster fire. They were terrible. Yeah. And they drafted Lamar and they played him right away. Yeah. He did get, he got literally, well, maybe a little bit of develop, development, but yeah. he did not sit behind anybody for much, for very long. Um, yeah, same with Tua. But I guess my point is is that the Packers have been good for a, like a, longer than most teams in the NFL. Competitive, right. Competitively good for longer than most teams in the NFL, and I think that like the reason that they're have been is because they do things that are unconventional like this and that's like i mean that's just my personal opinion like i don't think it's something that's like easy to hear because everyone wants to win the super bowl like that's obviously the main goal but if you can compete year in and year out then you're going to develop your team at least in my opinion you're going to develop your team and that's what's going to keep you competitive for years to come i mean if you believe in doing your own thing and trusting your own analytics and not believing what the media says perfect and i believe that no team should let the media make choices for them let the fans sway where you're going to go. I think you should definitely make the decision solely based on the front office that you have built around you. And to that point, like I said, you can't let the media make the decision for you. You can't let right. the media coming at you about, oh, what's this drafting Jordan Love? How What's Aaron Rodgers' time frame like with the Green Bay Packers? What doesn't matter what his time frame's matter. like. We're because worried about this season, and this is the move we made for this season right. and beyond. Because if Jordan Love hey, sticks, if he doesn't sticks. last a year or, you know, goes his rookie contract and he, he's terrible, then they cut him, and that's the end of it. It kind of you know, hap- happened with Brett Hundley. Yeah. Brett Hundley wasn't going to be the next no. takeover guy. And then so they let him go, and they're, they've been bringing in, you know, Tim Boyle, yeah. and they're, they're trying to find... Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're doing, you know... Right, they traded for Kaiser. That was weird, but it's like, hey, I mean, if he develops, then he can sit behind Rodgers and... Who knows? You yeah, know, we'll see what happens. To, all the power to each party in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I agree with you. Like, I think they have some. They need to do something, but I don't know right. what the heck they can do at this point. Like, right. I mean, I think they're gonna have to put a lot of faith and trust in Lazard and hope that he can come back. And because they're not gonna make a move at the deadline, they will. I, not they won't it. be able to. I think they should. I think. I think they're able to if you if you give up the draft picks and get. Yeah, they won't receiver. do that. But they won't do it. No. The Packers don't do that. They're not. Well, no, they're not gonna give up a first round pick. That'd be ridiculous. I mean, I would. I, it none would be of these, none of these if guys. You, if you're if you're gonna give up, you know, you don't need to do that for Jamison Crowder or Keenan Cole or no. no I was gonna say no. Well, I don't think any of these if guys you're are go worth for Julio a first Jones, though, Would you be mad? No. Or yes. You would be. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't think Julio is worth a first round pick. Okay. I mean, I think he's a good receiver. I don't get that. Don't get me wrong, but like, I think Julio's got like, uh, he's doesn't have as much longevity to him than a potential. Okay. But although that's that's the risk with a draft pick is like he could be terrible, right? <laughs> and he's not a Julio yeah. Jones. So the problem I, I also yeah. see with Julio Jones before we move on uh, to the Thursday night game, I do a second round pick this for him. season. I I'd like Julio Jones if he was in green and gold. I wouldn't hate it. Oh no, I I'd be very mad. I'd be very open to it. But who would be the number one then? Him or Devontae? Because they both want right. to be a number one. They both clearly want to be a number one. Devontae and, thinks he has the talent, and and I I agree with him that yeah. he has the talent to be. A superstar, an X Factor, one of the best in the league, pro bowler, all pro. I agree. He's a mm-hmm. superstar. So he wants to be a number one. Same with Julio. So who becomes the number one then? And you could say it doesn't matter. But it does. But it does. To the players, it matters. Yeah. And if Devontae becomes a number two to Julio, then he's 
he's then gone. he's going to let you know that he became a number two to Julio. Mm-hmm. He's going to want out. Granted, it could be after the season. It could be after a ring, whatever. Yeah. But they both want to be number one. So I, I see a little bit of... Uh, I see a little bit of adversity there if you're going to go get Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I mean, I'd be I'm all game for trading Aaron Jones. I'm not game for trading a first round pick, which might sound I, really weird, but I'm not. That's yep. that's where I'm I stand. on the opposite spectrum. I don't want to give up Aaron Jones this year. He's your full offense, a first round pick. I'd be open to it, but that's something the Packers don't do anyway. So, uh, let's move on to the Thursday night game before we move on, and we're not going to predict. That's for Thursday when we pick <laughs> Tony G picks of the week on Thursday. So. Both A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams are out versus the 49ers because of coronavirus. Aaron Jones has been dealing with an injury, but he might play. What's so, the running back situation like? What are they so What are they going to do? They don't have one. Well, I think they'd bring in Dexter Williams, I think, off their – I think he's practice on the practice squad. squad. He's on the practice and squad. And he actually, you know, all things considered, he looks in like a decent back. Maybe that's just me being optimistic, but I saw I don't some, think he's going to be a takeover type of – No, not, not even close. But, I think he has potential to be serviceable. Yeah. Other than that, I don't see much out of him. But, but I mean, that's sometimes, you know, with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, maybe you just need a service, serviceable back. I mean, although now we have no receivers, so there's that yep. problem too. But, I mean, anyways. And, and there's a lot of players out on Thursday here for the 49ers as well. And I, from, this is, from, this is from no COVID? means going to be the rematch of the NFC championship game last week. Oh, due to COVID or, or injury? Year. Or both? Both. both. I, think, I think just injury right now. There's no COVID uh, for the 49ers, it's just injury. Raheem Mostert's on IR. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to miss the game. Mm. George Kittle just broke his foot. Oh, that's right. I mean, there's a lot of missing pieces, especially on the defense, too. They're they're missing a couple pieces. They just traded. Did Joey Bosa get hurt? He, yep, he was hurt this year. They just traded Quan Alexander to uh, the Saints. What? So, I mean. How did I miss that news? I think it just happened. Okay. So That's crazy. Yep. Wow. Yep. Good so, for the Saints. So, yeah, that's a big pickup for them. But either way. You get what I'm saying that it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a, a rematch of the NFC Championship. No, these are two teams that are kind dealing of... with injuries, dealing with mm-hmm. a lot of. I mean, if you look up the injury report, there's a lot of O's next to the name. It means out or questionable. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, like I said, we're not going to predict, but just looking forward there that there's a there's definitely potential to be kind of a boring game. That's I okay. Said I said it. I would take I a. I would take a boring win. I, I wins take, a win. If they lose this game, they're in trouble. They're Packers. in trouble, big time. I think if they're in trouble, the the trade deadline will be over, so you won't have anything. You just have to sit there with the roster you have and move forward. So this is a must win for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, again, from an unbiased standpoint, that was our argument about the Packers. This is a must win, and then moving forward, this is something the Packers don't do though. Going out and. Giving talent to Aaron Rodgers for some reason. I politely disagree. Or politely disagree. <laughs> Will McCormick and I are going to fight after the show. Um, we might... Let's do that live on Twitter. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll just like... No, we'll do it here. We'll just like let them listen. Oh, okay. We'll keep the microphone running. and we'll just. <laughs> yeah, we'll add just, in sound effects. We'll just duke it out really quick. Yep. Boom, boom. All right. Let's move on. My NFL quarterback spotlight. You know, this is something I've started to do in Season 5. Give spotlights to certain positions and when I talk about one player. Philip Rivers, I did it a couple weeks ago just to give perspective on what I mean by the quarterback spotlight. This quarterback spotlight doesn't include very many stats at all. It just includes my opinions and Will's opinions Mm -hmm. and recent events. The NFL quarterback spotlight this week is on Drew Locke. Preface. Let me preface this by saying I have been a fan of Drew Locke 
since I first saw him. Yeah, I, I actually quite liked him too. I don't have a bad opinion of him. I mean, he, he's got a lot of talent. He's got a great attitude on him. We'll get on that a little bit later. What was that? Uh, remember that clip of him singing uh, or rapping? Yep. Um, yep. Mount, and City. he didn't know. I saw a video after that. He goes, oh, I didn't even know he did that. He was so in the moment. Either way, he came out of the University of Missouri. He's a guy that I've liked since then. I've liked him, and then I've loved him, and now I love him even more after what he just did on Sunday. I got to say, I liked him when he was playing in high school, so I liked him before you did. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I know you're kidding. What high school did he go to? Um, East. <laughs> just name a direction. Okay. Yep. Lee's Summit High School, actually. To oh, rock. Close. The, uh, the Terrapins. Lee Summit Terrapins. You just looked that up or you just I just know made that? that up, actually. Oh, okay. The Lee Summit thing is right, high school, but the, the, the mascot, I don't know. Oh, okay. Anyways, what he did on Sunday was lead the game-winning drive against the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers, by the way, before we continue on Drew Locke, wow. Mm. I think they have they have had the roughest luck yeah. finishing games out of any. They've had more one-loss, one-point loss games in the last two or three seasons than I think any other NFL team ever. And on Sunday when they lost this game, 31-30, they were ahead, and they blew a lead. Drew Locke marched a comeback against them. And, and beat the Chargers. Chargers lost, fell to 2-5, and five, last in the division now. The Chargers became the first team in NFL history to blow four leads of 16-plus points in four straight games. Wow. Four consecutive games. They've blown a lead of 17 points, 17 points, 16 points, and now 21 points. Wow. I think Anthony Lynn is moving to the hot seat. Yeah, I got to say, I mean, I think Herbert looks pretty darn good, though. Too. Yeah. I mean, and, and you could argue they've had... Injury with the uh, Tyrod Taylor, now Justin Herbert thing, rookie quarterback, okay. But there's no excuse to get up by this many points, 17, 17, 16, and 21. Right. And lose a game mm-hmm. in four consecutive games. That's pretty Will, rough. Will. That would take their schedule, or their, their they record. They could be 6-1 and one right now. Yeah, that would totally flip their record. I mean, that is a complete flop of a season. Mm-hmm. To be 2-5 and five after leading by a combined what? 34 plus 21 and 6. I mean, you got to be winning these ball games. Yeah. At least three of them. They should, you know, like. You could At lose least one. one. At least one. 21 points? Yeah. Let's hold on to a lead here. Right. No. They lost. And I think it's because back to the Broncos and Drew Locke. I think it's because of Drew Locke. Guy's a stud. I said this since before this season. I said it since before he became a full-time starter. The guy has a, is a stud. And on that final drive, what what I'm saying here, again, I don't have stats. I didn't I'm not I didn't put stats in here on purpose. You don't, need it. you don't need it. Because you don't need it. Did you see him how he was interacting with the players, keeping everyone loose? His demeanor. His demeanor, his attitude, his behavior. The guy is a stud. And he's a stud in his in his mind and his heart. The guy knows he has it. He has confidence. He he's completely loose. Did you see him on that final drive? They're down. Six points. They need a touchdown. And what's he doing? He's he's dancing. He's keeping loose. He's joking around. What? Mm-hmm. For a young quarterback to do that is special. It's pretty uh, rare. It's just very shows a lot of confidence. Exactly. I mean, it, and it's not arrogant too. He doesn't mm-hmm. do it towards opponents ever. Not that I've seen. He just does it because that's who he is, and he can be who he is. The pressure doesn't get to him, and that that. Trait is immeasurable. There is no stat that shows 
his mental confidence and his mental state going into a game-winning drive where you need to score a touchdown. There's no stat that shows that. So I didn't bring up stats here on purpose because just look at who he is. Look at what he's doing. Look at how he's interacting. Look at how he's keeping the players loose. That, to me, is a leader. That's a captain. That is a franchise quarterback. That's someone who will win you ball games, And that is immeasurable. Mm-hmm. There is no analytic that will tell you that. None. But yet, here's Drew Locke marching out there. Under a minute, under two minutes to go. You got to beat the Chargers with this drive. You got to score a touchdown to win. And what does he do? March him down the field. Score a touchdown. Extra point. And he made a great throw, by the way, on that oh, yeah. final. It was... Uh, he was kind of moving to his right, threw it, sideline, great catch. A little out route kind of thing, right? Yep, in the end zone. Happened towards the corner of the end zone, and it was perfect. It was perfect. Drew Locke, franchise quarterback, a guy that's going to lead the Broncos. Granted, the Broncos have a little bit of work to do. I, again, I make the argument and I make the case against defensive-minded NFL head coaches. I like Vic Fangio. I think he's done an okay job there, mm-hmm. especially with the talent that he has and hasn't had. But Drew Locke, to me, needs needs wherever Josh McDaniels goes, if he doesn't stick with the Patriots and becomes the new head coach somewhere, Drew Locke should go. Hmm. I mean, and granted, that's a far stretch. They're probably going to draft a quarterback for yeah. McDaniels to develop. I get it. I'm not. I'm just wishful thinking here that Drew Locke needs a, an offensive-minded coach to really help him develop and move on to the next level, and really get down some of his stats and some of his mistakes that he's making as a young quarterback. I see very much potential out of Drew Locke. I see very much promise out of Drew Locke. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I Honestly, both these quarterbacks look like they could be a quarterback through the long haul. I could really see it. I mean... Both in, both in who? Her, uh, Herbert and Locke, sorry. Right, right, right. right. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's, I would agree. It's, I like Herbert. Yeah, and I, I think both their styles are very, like, you know historically last long they're not like right they're not throwing their bodies on the line i mean mm-hmm. although they probably you know every football player is but that it, yeah. style of quarterback is generally yeah. you know less risky it's not on, a, on the magnitude that a lamar jackson or a right Holmes, like i, I, I like lamar saying. a lot but you know that style running back or not running back quarterback just you know not including Cam high Newton, risk high reward but it's yeah right like it's just there's a lot of risk involved a lot yes, a lot um but I agree. I, I think Drew Locke, I mean, you know, he's got the, – the, the Broncos have a lot of work to be done. Yes, yeah, There's a lot agree. they need to do. I would agree. Um, But they have some talent they can use. I mean, obviously, Von Miller's been out for the year. Um, Yeah. So, but their defense has, like, those few pieces, you know. They're just kind of missing just that, that cherry on top to help them, to help them uh, compete. Sort of like we talked about with the Packers. I think that's the theme today, missing pieces. Mm-hmm. It will project, project you to the next level. What's worse than missing uh, puzzle pieces? Nothing. Yeah, that, that that's sucks. terrible. Especially when it's like the I last one. I mean, you're one. looking in the box. You're looking on the floor. Right. You're asking whoever you're doing a puzzle with, hey, where'd it go? Do you see it? It's gone. It's gone. Forever. The dog ate it. <laughs> All right, good discussion so far. Let's move on. Let's wrap up the show. Let's move to the close here. And re- recapping my Tony G picks of the week. Good week, Will. Back to back. Mm-hmm. Four and one weeks. Good. <clears throat> Man, am I excited. I moved to 12 and eight with this batch of picks. 12 and eight. What did I tell you? There you go. Take my picks. Take them to the bank. <laughs> I'm so hyped. Let's start Thursday night. I got this wrong. Okay, it was the one wrong one. Falcons one and six at Panthers three and four. Real, real uh, barn burner. Yep, got it right that time. I got it right that time. Remember a couple episodes ago I said burn barner. 
Way to think, Tony G. Either way, <laughs> I picked the Panthers to win, and they did not. Falcons. That was actually a pretty good game. It was good. 25-17. I, I give it crap because Thursday night games suck. But nonetheless, that was a pretty good game. Uh, Sunday noon game. This game I really liked. I'm surprised it didn't get flexed to Sunday night because it was another NFC matchup on Sunday night. Nonetheless, Steelers 6-0 at Baltimore 5-1, and and this mm-hmm. was a really good game. Was Baltimore great. was leading the entire game. Uh, they were ahead in the halftime. There was a couple of mistakes from Big Ben. And nonetheless, the Steelers came through and won it at the last second, mm-hmm. 28-24, breaking the hearts of the Ravens. Now 5-2 and two they are. 7-0, and all, the Steelers still undefeated. They're looking really good this year. Sunday, 3-30, Saints 4-2 and two at Bears 5-2. and two. This was another good game. There's a couple punches being thrown. A couple. Out of, uh, what was his name? Daryl Denzel Wims. Wims. His last name Wims. was Wims. Wims. Um, where he went up to oh, two named, two last named. Number 22. Saint. <laughs> I uh, can see it. Cornerback. Oh, my goodness. You got to get it up. Yeah. Look that up for me, Will, would you please? Yeah. Yeah, he went up to him. Wims did. And kind of slapped him across the helmet. And Saints cornerback that Will's looking up right now. Chauncey. Uh oh. A butchered last name coming up here. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Char- Gardner Johnson. That's who it was. We'll call him. Uh, we'll just call him. Johnson. Chauncey. Chauncey Johnson or something like that. <laughs> Went up to Chardney. Cha- okay. See what I'm yeah, doing here. Yeah, you just made fun of me for slaughtering. See what the I'm name. doing in here. Golly. Chauncey Gardner. The Chaunce- CGJ. CGJ. Well, I mean, we're just. We're just making it up now. I mean, come on. No, I, mean, I can't say that. CJG. It's called, called Gardner Johnson. Gardner Johnson. Okay. Went up to Gardner Johnson, Wims did, and slapped him across the helmet. Which Gardner is always Johnson kind of took a step back and was like, what's going on here? Looked at the ref like, what the heck? And <laughs> didn't Wims decide to go back at him and hit him across the helmet again? And a little bit of a brawl ensued. Kudos to Gardner Johnson for not getting into it and yeah, I thought being he... able to stay in the game. Wims was immediately ejected, of course. Suspended two games. He's appealing. Two games for... Appealing I, what? <laughs> I, <laughs> Just literally went up to him and swung twice, twice, by the way, on a helmet. Cheap shot. Smart. Yeah. What's better than smarting, or what's what's a smarter decision than punching open air, you know, fist to a hard helmet? I think it was a slap, but either way, I get Who what wins? you're saying. Mims loses there. <laughs> ten times out of ten, you're going to hurt your yeah. own hand. It's That's dumb. I had a couple discussions with friends about that. That's just stupid regardless. But anyways, Gardner Johnson... Gotta look back. Whoa, what was that? I hope, he, to him. I hope he appeals and they give him five games. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should have given him five games right off the bat. They should have. I mean, for a fight like that, come on. Ridiculous. Either way, though, back to the game, the whole score aspect of it. Drew Brees and uh, Tom Brady going back and forth for career leader and touchdown passes. That, that's pretty cool. They're both at, I think Drew Brees surpassed him and went to 560, and then Tom Brady on Monday night surpassed him and went to like 561. They're going back and forth because they're both still active. Very cool. Either way, Saints got the win 26-23 over Chicago in Chicago against the Bears, dropping the Bears to 5-3. and three. Sunday night. <sighs> I mean, really, another NFC game. NFC East game, excuse me. Cowboys 2-5, and five, Eagles 2-4-1. I picked the Eagles. They won 23-9. Look what I have in my notes here. Boring. Bad football. It was. We were, I, we were texting a little bit during the game. It was actually kind of comical. I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't enjoy it. I, the TV was on here mm-hmm. with that game on. I didn't pay attention to it. Well, I wasn't, much, like, watching intentively. I was, like, like oh, you know, there goes Carson Wentz with his fourth turnover of the game. He fumbles more than – he is a turnover oh. machine. 
turnover machine. We like, talked about him last Tuesday. His first scramble was like, dude, just throw the ball out of bounds. It's like rookie mistakes. Ugh. He is a rookie. Carson Wentz is. It's it's remarkable. Yeah, how he's, the mistakes he's making. He's an honorary rookie. It's it's an honorary rookie. I like that. Well, I'm gonna write that down somewhere. It's remarkable <laughs> the mistakes he's making, Carson Wentz, and in year number four or five. Figure it out, dude. All right, whatever. Well, I got oh. that one right. I picked the Eagles. They won 23-9. One more thing, Will? By the way, poor Jalen Hurts. I think we talked about it last time where he got to come in, and they they had like a false start, and they pull him. <laughs> see what I mean? You see what I mean? The poor cat oh. gets a chance to go out on the field, and the team sucks so bad that he can't run I, a play. I felt so bad. He was like, I could tell you. I mean, they, it looked like it was a quarterback draw. It looked well, like mean, it was a good play. He's a little bit spoiled because he's got the – he went from Alabama to Oklahoma, and he's been playing good football with yeah. good coaching, and now now in Philadelphia, undisciplined, can't barely get on the field, and when he does... The whole team messes up for team him. team messes up to the point that he can't even log any stats, the poor cat. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, 23-9, Eagles win. I got that pick right. Buccaneers, 5-2. and two. Giants, 1-6, and six, Monday night. I picked the Buccaneers. I thought this was going to be a runaway game. It was actually very... Very good. Uh, the, the catch that Will was talking about from Golden Tate earlier on in the show, uh, Daniel Jones dropped one into Golden Tate. Tate leaped over a defender, made a nice catch in the end zone uh, in the final couple seconds of the game, and they had a two-point conversion to make. Uh, I saw a rookie mistake out of Daniel Jones, which is why mm-hmm. they didn't. It could have sent it to overtime, but nonetheless, Buccaneers got the win what? 25-23. I went 4-1 this week. Was there pass interference on that play? Ah, on the two... I'm going to say yes. I think so. I think at that point in the game, you have to call it. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I mean, I feel like if the defender arrives before the ball, yes, that's 10 times yep. out of 10 pass interference. I could see either way, though, because the contact was a little minimal. He kind of turned his head, but I think it was enough to warrant a flag. Yeah. And I, I mean, think considering, it's a call at that point. Considering some of the calls that Tom Brady got during that game, that was pass interference. Well, I mean... Consistency is the key in what you're looking for in, mm-hmm. in penalties, right? Right. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's a judgment call at that point, but I think it was enough to warrant a flag. Regardless, though, Buccaneers got the win, 25-23. I, back-to-back weeks, 4-1, Will. I'm 8-2 in my last two weeks. There you go. Let's go. 12-8 overall. I made my own personal picks, and I am undefeated this year so far. So. Oh, do you make them before or after the game? Um, Like, with like a second left, I usually make them. Okay, fair. I'll count it. Will is undefeated. I am eight. I am <laughs> twelve and eight this season. That'll just about do it. Will we'll All wrap right. up? I'm gonna go vote. Yeah, Voting go vote. Day, election day, uh, big day. I'm gonna do my responsibility in democracy as a citizen. What do That's you think? right. Everyone should go vote. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Okay, so you think we should end the show now, or just you think we should fight? We could sit. Well, yeah, we gotta do that. Yeah, we gotta fight still. We gotta throw our haymakers. I don't know. I don't wanna make you cry. I don't want to make you cry. You're pretty sore today, Will. I am. Will's sore. been hitting the. Actually, Will and I have both been hitting the weight room for the first time in a while. We're getting back into it. We used to be a lot really into it in high school, both of us. Right. Yep. And I, you know, in the summer, I'm more of a exercise outside type of guy, take Me a too. bike ride or something. So yep. now that the weather's getting cold, we're both moving inside to the weight room. I was sore last week because that was the week I returned. Will is sore this week because this is the week he returned. Stretching my arm right now. <laughs> he he has been stretching the entire show. He could barely take his jacket off when he got in the poor cat. Ugh. I feel bad for you. I haven't experienced this in a long time. I enjoy it. I like being sore, but it's yep. like this is like yep. This is the initial. You get back and you're sore, and you 
you just can't wait to do it again tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I actually enjoy like that, like, oh man, like my muscles feel tired feeling, yep. but this is like just pain. It's <laughs> a lot of a uh, <laughs> lot of lot of acid. Was it lactic acid in my in my muscles? I just gotta move them. <laughs> I gotta move it out. It's just sadness for Will. Uh, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just pain. <laughs> Six to seven tonight. I'll be at the gym. I won't. Yep. Okay. I'm nice I'm getting well. through this first. You're gonna be lying down sleeping. Yep. In your in a pool in of my tears. tears. Poor cat. All right. That's it for the Tony G Show. Follow us on Twitter at Tony G for Days. Will is 5312 again on Twitter. Next episode dropping Thursday. Uh, we'll see you then. I'll see you in the gym tonight. This is the Tony G Show.